And she goes, no, you do, little boy. And she was obviously younger than me, which made me laugh because she called me little boy. She was talking about your penis. I know. I would go back to the spot, and when the car's parked there, I would see what car parks there consistently, and I would take a fucking dump on his windshield. <laughs> I sing I would fucking that that message if I was that guy, Alex. If you're listening, if a, you know the rarity that you're one of our listeners, you need to punch yourself in the face several times. Hey everybody, welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. Hey buddy. Hey guy. How are you doing, man? Doing okay, doing okay. As you can tell by my voice, I'm not at 100% right now, but you know, now I sound like a like a late night radio DJ <laughs> playing some dusty hits. I gotta admit, when I heard your voice, I had a semi because yeah. <laughs> it is so sultry at this point. It's pretty bad right now, so... My I'll... penis cannot... Cannot uh, tell the difference. <laughs> I wanted to dive right in. I was um, listening to the radio on the way here, and they were talking about the uh, the playoff matchups today. I don't know if you had any horse in the race. You got the Seahawks versus the Packers, and you got the, the AFC. Colts versus the uh, the Patriots. I want so. Indianapolis and New England to win. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just turn off the television. Like yeah. there is this is your Super Bowl today, then? Yes, nice. <sighs> I, I come from a family of Packer fans. I was the only kid in my family that was growing up in Chicago, so it, it was always annoying, like, hearing my dad, you know, root for the Packers. I always thought it was... So do you root for the thing. Packers on behalf of your father? Absolutely not. No, it's Attaboy. it's always a war. It's, it's always fun, too, because we bust each other's chops a lot. See, I, I, have a, I hate the Packers. I respect Aaron Rodgers, hate the Packers. Um, I, and, like all Bears fans, kind of have this unspoken respect for that team. Well, I, Bear unspoken. fans, Bear fans have a respect for any quarterback that torches them. <laughs> so we respect basically like ninety percent of the league. Um, <laughs> we we make superstar. We made we made Edgar Bennett's career running up and down the field, and he'd he'd yeah. rush for like eight hundred yards a season, and like four fifty would be against the Bears. <laughs> So the Bears got a new coach, man. What do you think of the uh, what, what's uh, uh, we were talking about at the bar last night? Christ, why is it John name? Fox? John Fox, I think I've, best possible pick they could have done. I don't know. You don't think so? I I don't know. I I like Gary Kubiak. I like the way he runs his offense. I like the way he does the zone blocking. Um, it made all the running backs in Denver success, like uh, Terrell Davis. And when Terrell Davis went down, every back behind him was successful. Then he moved to Houston, and every back there was successful. He had his own blocking, uh, and it works. And so I was like, I'd like to see. You know, it's the only it was, thing yeah, I knew. It was, and I, I don't know. Who fuck knows? I mean, Fox has got some good numbers, you know, coming from the Broncos. I mean, obviously a different team, but, you know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, optimistic. Cautiously optimistic is the phrase. Is that a Cub fan expression? Yeah, um, no, no. Cubs are always no. Cubs are Cubs aren't even cautiously. We just we're either optimistic or we're not. We go into the season and go, nope, it's gonna be a rough year. Well, that's our 
there's the difference between Cubs fans and many other teams. We're not we're not dumb. We walk in and go, yeah, our team's going to suck. We're still going to go watch them. Yeah, good point, man. Well, uh, go not Packers. No, but I hate the, I hate the fuck I hate Pete Carroll too. Yeah, I mean, I can't respect anybody who goes to USC, cheats his ass off, <laughs> and then just right as the sanctions are coming down, jump ship. Later, yeah, it's like oh, see you guys. But I look at my smile. Hey, oh, dude, I forgot that we he's the used car salesman. We I don't think we ever talked about um, the Joe Paterno thing. On this show, I, I don't know if we ever did, but they, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, there was a guy, Sandusky at Penn State. This is an old story. It's yeah, old. this is a couple it's, years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's like two years old. Yeah, Jerry Sandusky. Jerry Sandusky apparently was, uh, I don't even know if it's alleged or if it's confirmed. I don't I don't know if there was a trial or not. Oh, yeah, he's he, in jail. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah oh, okay, so yeah, that's how, that's how fucking far removed I am from it. But, um... He Apparently, was, Paterno knew about these. I activities. can tell you the whole story as a Penn State fan. Uh, well, well, they took away Paterno's wins. That's yeah. what I was getting at. Yeah, and they just reinstated. Did all they reinstate wins. him? Yeah, I know they like were pushing to reinstate him. Something like that. That's good. Uh, you know, I mean, wins are wins, regardless I, of. Well, I don't. And and they took him away because. And here's here's how Paterno got. That was in really stupid. Why would you take wins away? I mean, it's irrelevant. Well, you're yeah, you're puni- and you're punishing the the players. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they they, 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 they did anybody. all these sanctions on Penn State, and they were, but they were punishing the players that were there. Yeah. Now, and it's like if I was there playing football and mm-hmm. I'm 19 years old, I'd be like, what the fuck did I do? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you have to find the school some way, but. You know what? Why? Why hurt all these innocent kids? Yeah, I mean, and and Paterno, what he, you know, what he knew, you know, quote unquote, was the the grad assistant walked in on Sandusky having sex with a kid in the shower. That's fucked up. Um, told his father, who said you have to go report it. Like he was really freaked out by it, which I get. The dude was like twenty. He was like twenty three at the time, you know. So he went and he told Paterno. And Paterno went to the AD and said, you got, you know, here's what's going on. And the AD swept it under the rug. Now, Paterno should have, his big mistake was not going, wait a minute, you know, and like bringing it up. But, you know, that was his mistake. I'm sure he, you know, regrets it or regretted it before he died. I mean, there's, I I mean, all in all, Paterno. They a statue too. Yeah. They renamed the state, not the stadium, but the, uh, the Big Ten Championship was supposed to be called the Paterno Trophy. You know, I don't know anything of, like, if he had a lot more knowledge about it, you know, maybe he's a jerk off. I don't know. But, I mean, a win is a win is a win. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, him knowing or not. I mean, it's, every, it's silly. Everything that I <clears throat> ever seen, heard, read about Paterno was that he was a classy stand up guy. And he made that one mistake there. Yeah, one mistake will shoot you in the ass. And uh, they took all his wins away, but they took him away from the kids and they punished the kids. And there was a big to do. And I remember a, a, a mutual friend of ours who went on and tried to lecture me. And the dude's like, I think he's under thirty, and was lecturing me on the ways of the world. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted to stop and go, you know, fucking shit about shit, because um, you're just out of school and you know, dick, you haven't experienced anything, but. I respected his opinion, but I I didn't like his approach. But the point I was I was making in that whole fiasco was, you're punishing the wrong people. Yeah, you're 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 taking you're taking 
these kids that went to play football at Penn State and got a scholarship, and you're you're punishing them. Well, and I people was, are going, well, they can transfer. They can transfer. Nah, that's, like, that's, yeah, fuck no, you. This is not how it just transfer. It's not know? how it works. And the thing is, Joe Paterno might be the biggest scumbag on the planet behind closed doors. And, you know, I'll never know that. Obviously, the guy's dead. So I'm not defending anything that he's done or may have possibly done. I'm, all I'm saying is, you know, you can't hurt innocent people because of somebody else's crime. Exactly. That's just ridiculous. So anyway, that's our football conversation. Hey. Good times, man. So uh, let's do one last plug. They have a t-shirt drive going for the families of fallen cops. Um, happy to promote their uh, their drive right now. Uh, all the proceeds go to charity. They don't get a dime out of it, which is really awesome. Uh, they're trying to sell 50 t-shirts. There's about six days left in the Supposedly drive. Supposedly don't get a dime. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Adam in a new... Uh, a in, new a sa- in a new in a new 1989 Saturn. So. <laughs> <laughs> I busted his balls today. That's why I'm bringing this up. Um, we've been giving him shit about listening to Taylor Swift in the car, and sure enough, I flipped him through like the news feeds this morning, and there's a, and I don't know if it's fake or not, but it's great because it was posted, I guess, by the police department. Yeah, of uh, a cop sitting in his car, and they got the dash cam going. Yeah, and he's, he, he's lip syncing to right. Taylor Swift the entire time. Yeah. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> and they will have a lengthy discussion about Taylor Swift. So, hey, you know what, though? I'd like to talk about Taylor Swift. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll, let me just uh, get the uh, location where you guys can okay. go to support them. Uh, go to the Facebook page. Um, UM, that just happened. Uh, look down their feed. You'll see the uh, link. I believe it's represent.com. Represent spelled with a Z slash utjh i think that's where you can buy the t-shirts uh, direct or you can just go to their facebook page and hit the link there so definitely support that it's a cool drive uh, if they don't hit the 50 t-shirts nobody uh nobody's funds go through so hopefully they can make it uh and if you guys you know obviously don't hit the goal how much I'm, are the t-shirts there's 20 bucks a spot i'm getting one i'm wearing it to the gym i wear it for running and all that stuff how many do they have sold I don't think a lot. I think it's only like 15 right now or wow. something like that. So they got, but I mean, everyone waits the last second for donations. I've noticed that with Jonas St. Baldrick stuff all the time. It's like the last week, everyone just starts chipping in. Yeah, I'm, so. wait, I'm waiting till next year to donate for three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, even if you guys don't um, uh, hit the mark, I'm still going to throw my 20 bucks in the pot. You guys can give it to whatever charity you want and, you know, give me a t-shirt down the road. So, yay. Um, Good luck to you guys, and uh, I'll keep supporting it as long as you keep doing it. Um, but what do you talk about Taylor Swift for? Well, did you see what she did? Um, Tadoff Swiftler, got as they post- call her. It got posted and uh, reposted, and I finally watched the uh, uh, video of it. Um, uh, she had, you know, she has her Twitter, and she communicates with her fans pretty directly. And she picked out a handful of her like super fans. Okay, and research them we're becoming the other show now um <laughs> and she bought them christmas presents that's kind of neat like based on things they liked and wrapped them and she had a video on of her wrapping them and like with her friend videoing her and she's at home and like talking to her cats on the video and all this stuff and she wraps them up and she sent them and then people that were closer to her she delivered a couple one one to a girl who always talked to her about her son so she bought a bunch of gifts for the kid and drove them over to the kids to the house. No way. She was like, I wanted to meet your son. And I just thought it was a really, really 
And oh, and then after doing that, and I'm watching this, going, "Wow, she's you know that's you don't have to like her music, but she's a classy person." Did did uh, did anybody know prior? No, nobody knew so, she was doing it. Okay, they, that's neat. They people videoed themselves with like the stuff she got them and like put it posted it online, going, you know, oh my god, I can't believe this, and it was, and handwritten notes, and not just like you know, Merry Christmas, Taylor. You know, it was cool. like a long handwritten. She, the girl turned the card around and it was on both sides saying, you know, I really, I really like that you're into these types of candles. So I figured you'd enjoy this flavor. I like this flavor, you know, like all this stuff. And I'm like, wow. Have you seen her in interviews, man? She's a bizarre chick. Like she's kind of, well, I guess, you know, that would happen to anybody if you've been, she's been like a celebrity since she was 12 or some shit. Like she's been doing I don't know. a long um, time. So. Um, that just happened. How, when did Taylor, yeah, when did Swift, Taylor start? Swift start? You guys got a, a special themed episode. You guys, uh, and what's your favorite Taylor Bad, Swift song? Walking Dead versus episode. <laughs> your Taylor. Taylor Swift versus Britney Spears episode. <laughs> um, but then like a couple weeks later, I see just like a little blurb. How one of her fans was talking about um, her student loan where she owed like $1,900 for school left and Taylor Swift sent her a check for like $1,900. So um, does she have a new fan, Luke? Are you... Are you uh... I, I'm not going to listen to her music. <laughs> I can like her. Did you ever watch the show um, Lucky Louie? Not Louie that's on FX now, but Lucky Louie was the show basically that preceded that with Louis C.K. No. on HBO. There's a scene where his wife catches him jerking off in the closet to like a Teen Beat magazine and Jessica Simpson's on the cover. All right. And she's fucking furious and she storms out and like she like walks out of the, the room and he's sitting at the kitchen table. He's like, well, I wasn't jerking off to her music. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I will not jerk off to her music. Um, I will work. I will jerk off to the way she treats her fans. All right. We're going to start with you, man. You saw... American Sniper. Yes. Uh, I know nothing about the premise of the movie besides what we've talked about in the show, and that was really brief. So, I mean, uh, go ahead and throw spoilers out if you want, and I'll throw it right no, here. I, I no, won't, I, won't, I won't spoil yeah. it for anybody, but it is based on a guy named Chris Kyle who is the most – he's been accredited the most kills, as they called him, like Overwatch. That's fucking crazy. Uh, sniper. In Iraq and Afghanistan, he basically, as they would go house to house looking for the terrorists, he watched them with his rifle. So he would be like 100 yards away or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he was a Navy SEAL, and he would go with the Marines to protect them, and then he got bored and started going house to house with them. Oh, um, creepy. I could, oh, Man, the fucking cojones on this uh, one. He did four tours, um, and it's his story. Um, and I had read some things about him prior uh, very brief, um, but it's a Clint Eastwood directed, and Bradley Cooper is Eastwood's the star. a fantastic director. Yes, I he yeah. is. He knows what he's doing. By and I tell you what, and I didn't realize his wife was played by Sienna Miller. Okay, who was I mean, it was. I like Bradley Cooper. I think he's very likable on screen, like his roles. But he's done like The Hangover and shit like that. And oh yeah, even Silver Lining Playbook, which was you know semi dramatic. Uh, you know, you could see the the humor in in Bradley Cooper. Absolutely, but yeah. This, the emotional levels and the transition of his character from beginning to end, um, was it was played phenomenally. Okay, and I don't think that people get how tough it is to play 
not only a character, but to play a character that transitions through a story where you must portray, where I'm going to believe you every moment. What's it called? Method acting, where they, they basically emulate the person uh, method acting is a very extreme uh, it's where you kind of johnny like, depp does you know where he so. you know the guy's hungry so i'm gonna you know i am gonna okay. starve myself yeah. for weeks to see what if you know what i mean um or you know just changing completely changing your your physical mm. uh the way you look or whatever but it was it was one of the best movies i've seen that's awesome probably my top 10 of all time it wow, was, it's, it broke the... It was phenomenal. No, I what I read on the feeds, because you're not the only one that saw this movie. There's a couple of my buddies actually saw this movie, and everyone almost had the same exact uh, thing. He's like, man, after that movie was over, it was like dead silent. Well, they that's showed, like weird, because... Okay. They showed some pictures of him real life. Okay. And showed sort of... And I don't want to... Again, I don't want to ruin it, but after it was over... The credits started to roll with no music or anything, and it was silence, and everyone just kind of shuffled out, and it was packed. I had to sit; me and Amy had to sit in separate places. Really? Um, I would have asked some dude because like, we got man. to no. There was like one seat in one row and Sit's one on seat lap. in another row. And, Reach for the popcorn. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was it was I was the one that picked it, and I'm like, I want to see this. I really got to see this, um, and it it lived up. It was and the 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 turmoil that he went through, you know, when he had to pull the trigger, and you know the thought the thoughts of you know what went through his head and and him like debating like telling you know like there's a scene where you know he's he's like don't do it don't pick it up don't do it don't do it um, oh. you know he and there's another scene you know with the kid with the grenade and he's he had to make they're like your call we can't see it or not and it was a kid. And he had to gun down the kid, and the guy's like, "Wow, you got him!" The guy, he, there's a marine assigned to him, and the guy, marine, kind of pats him, and he's like, "Get the fuck off me!" Because you know, even though he had to do it, he wasn't real. That's, it didn't hit him the right way. I'm getting kind of like uh, I'm just visualizing the yeah. scenes, you know. He was, and you can look him up. You you know, if you look him up on like Wikipedia, you'll see how many kills he was credited with, but you'll also get the whole story about him, and that might ruin it. So, uh, I re- highly, highly recommend American Sniper. It should I don't know if it's on last year's Oscars or this year's or whatever uh, however since the it fuck came they came out do it. it's it's re- if it's released I think in 2015 it would be next like, But it was limited release before this so who the fuck oh, knows. Oh yeah, then I don't know. I don't know. The point is it's probably better than any of those movies. Doesn't matter what color the actor is, Bradley Cooper should win something. Doesn't matter. It's better than any <laughs> I have any seen movie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't I know it is. I'll, you know, they actually released the Oscar nominations. I was, uh, I, I haven't seen it, but I want to see the movie Birdman with Michael Keaton. I never even I, heard of it. I, I like the premise of the movie. Uh, uh, essentially, and I think I'm saying this right. Michael Keaton plays a superhero, but he's a washed up retired superhero. And there's a younger generation and it's played straight. It's played serious. So he's trying to be relevant in this next generation of people. And it's essentially just uh, a way you view the world. Like an old guy still wants to matter. Sure. And everything like that. That's and, interesting. And Michael Keaton, I've always liked him as an actor. Too. That's sort of so, his career too. Yeah. When you think about it, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, wants, they greenlighted Beetlejuice too, for God's sake, man, he signed on for it. 
Beetlejuice too. Does the world need another Beetlejuice? I don't think the world needed the first Beetlejuice. <laughs> well, what's your favorite uh, military-themed army, mili- uh, Navy SEAL? What's your favorite movie that you know you could label as a movie that involves like an army or the war or something like that? Well, American Sniper was pretty fucking good. Yeah, uh, I liked Full Metal Jacket. Uh, it's, it's one uh, on the top, and I got one more. So, um, Heartbreak Ridge. Okay. Uh, I've only heard Clint. it. I've never seen it. So I'm trying to think military now. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed G.I. Jane. It was a little cheesy, but... Oh, I saw that once. It was, um, uh, yeah, she uh, wouldn't make it through Demi SEAL Moore. training. Demi Moore, right? Yeah, she yeah. wouldn't make it through SEAL training. Sorry, buddy. Um, yeah, I, I, I... I was thinking but, of Jarhead. I See, I didn't like Jarhead I, that much. I, the scene where he... Um, He's watching uh, the sex tape. I thought it was such a well performed scene, and the scene with the you know where he, along the lines of um, he never got to shoot his gun. Right, that was fucking just well played to me, and I, I hope uh, American Snipers got that kind of same emotional involvement. That's what it sounds like to me. So I totally want to see this now. I'm like jacked up. Let's go, <laughs> fuck the show. I'd see it again. I'd see it again. I'll tell you what, I I was. Very impressed with it. Awesome. You got to hit it up, man. Um, let's uh, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we got our Tinder report. Oh. That's right. Uh, we have our first female volunteer, oh. and she has assisted me with getting Tinder responses. Nice. Um, and I didn't realize that we were that deep into oh, it. I fucking thought, A, man. I was going to ask you if we got any it's volunteers. It's one weekend, and I got some answers already. So we're going to okay. call our Agent Mouse. Agent Mouse has uh, done the job for us. To, uh, so I'm going to read some of the the comments that she's okay. been given. All right. Okay. All right. Nice. Now, this oh, yeah. is some. This is our official. These, this, she signed right. up for Tinder. I, did, I, I need to know. Did she put a picture up? She was already on Tinder. Okay. okay. So like this is not something that she's like uh Okay, hiding. so her picture's up. Yeah, her picture's okay. up. Now, I saw her yesterday in person. And I basically asked, "Are these bullshit? Did you just copy and paste these from the internet, you know?" She goes, "No, these are my account." I'm like, "I'll show you my account if you want to see it." And she said she said she had a bunch more that she was going to send me, but I got the first three pages here. Okay. All right, this is from a dude named Alex. All right. Yeah. Alex tries to play the witty role, okay? Yes. <clears throat> I deeply regret that it is my unfortunate duty to bring it to your attention that you are above and beyond our maximum standards for looks. You are clearly a 9 out of 10, and here on Tinder, we only allow 6 out of 10's maximum. Your account will be closed unless you reply to this message with your name, phone number, and favorite flower. How many Cheetos can you fit in your mouth at once? Just curious. And if you prefer Chinese or Italian cuisine, this is a very serious business. And I would advise you not to take my message lightly or you may anger my boss Poseidon, the Lord of the seas. Would any woman respond to that cheese fucking ball? I feel rage. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I'm ashamed. uh, Okay. This. Okay. So he saw her picture. He would swipe a direction, and that means yeah. he likes it. And then she saw his picture, and she would swipe a direction, meaning they like it. That means they have a match. So now you can engage in a conversation. Okay. That is the first message sent. I would fucking... <laughs> that, that message, if I was that guy... Alex, if you're listening, 
if a, you know, the rarity that you're one of our listeners, <laughs> you need to punch yourself in the face several times. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Seriously. Seriously. I fucking hate you. I hate you. Alex is pretty much a toolbox. Man. I hate him. I feel I I I put him down there with like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I, I was I was looking at this when I was talking to her yesterday and I was like do you think that he really wrote this, or did he just copy and paste some shit he saw in the I internet? I think he wrote it, and he think- cuts and pastes it to every... He probably he probably put it together <laughs> with a bunch of different things, but I guarantee he, he. it's like he sent that probably to 50 women that day. How many you think will respond to it? I, I, I Like, okay. You're- I think the responses will be, are you serious? Okay, like, are or, you fucking kidding me? Really? Or you've never been laid, have you? That type of response. Maybe he's just playing the numbers game. Like you send it to fifty chicks, maybe one responds. You know. And I, I, I hate the person that responded to. <laughs> All right, this one's short and to the point. This okay. is from Andrew, not Andrew at Kuve. <laughs> um, first contact. I want to use your thighs as headphones. End message. Okay. <laughs> So if you ever like, you know, are assuming that this is just a hookup site, I think I want to use your thighs as headphones is pretty apparent in the yeah, it's a hookup. Hey, site. at least he's offering to. Uh, uh, he's got to the please point. her. Yeah, you know what? Not you. I want you to use my thighs as headphones. See, this guy will reciprocate. Good and for my, you, Andrew. Yeah. So there you go. All right, Andrew. At least you're a pleaser. All right. I don't. I'm not, I'm not going to read all of these, but this guy, his name is Corey. He went the cheesy pickup line route. Okay, cheesy Corey. Which she responded to with her own cheesy pickup lines. All okay. Right? So I'll read a couple of these. Uh, so she, I, I imagine she just wanted to hear how, how long this conversation would go. It goes on for three fucking pages. Okay. Uh, baby, are you a parking ticket? Because you've got fine written all over you. Uh, did you read a Dr. Seuss as a kid? Because green eggs and damn. I don't. I kind of like that one. Yeah. That one's funny. Uh, do you live on a chicken farm because you know how to raise cock? See, then you go into offensive. You're <laughs> not offensive, but per, t- too blue for the, you know, you were you were, you were were cute and humorous, and now you just go into a du- <laughs> creepy and douchey. Uh, if you're feeling down, I can fill you up. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. Oh. <laughs> I understand now. I didn't get it till he put his smiley face. Uh, do you work for UPS? I could have sworn I saw you checking out my package. Wow. Via Tinder. <laughs> Next to my tiger. Um, <laughs> uh, can I read your T-shirt in Braille? Okay. Did, now, what were yeah. her responses? Was she throwing one? Oh, back she was just I... throwing the exact same bullshit back to him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I actually like this one. Do you know your ABCs? Because I want to give you the fourth letter of the alphabet. Nice. I always use that. Uh, like I, I fuck around with the wife. Well, I was saying I was um. <laughs> Allison would be like, "Oh, I feel sick." I'm like, "What you need is some vitamin D." <laughs> and because Allison yeah. grew up a strict Catholic, she can't divorce you, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Let's see. 
<laughs> this is another. This is start getting a little bit more vulgar. My dick died. Do you mind if I buried it in your ass? <laughs> he threw that one at her. Yeah, he threw that one at her. So this is all January first, two thousand fifteen. He was ringing in the New Year. Nice. Um, let's see, and that's that's basically it. The other ones are really okay. Yeah, well. Just, so yeah, that's the first Tinder report. All so right, I would, I we need a guy because I want to see if the girls are the same way. I uh, had three people come into the bar last night. Uh, good friends of ours, Jared Sampson, Jeremy Brzezicki, and Steve Barda, and we have volunteered Steve Barda to be our uh, our guy. Okay, uh, and we told him he you know he can go under a fake alias or something like that. And I really want to see the. Uh, yeah, I w- and nothing against Steve, but I'd like to. You need to. He almost, was the only single guy that we, everyone I, else is married to, with children. You got to find like a. Uh, Check out episode eighteen with Steve Bardo, the four inch killer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I would say you do it totally fake because you got to paint this guy to be a douche. Well, I want him douche. to. I want him to be like really really stellar and it's not pointing something at, at bad at steve i'm just saying we gotta we gotta build them up so that we get the maximum number of responses so you were talking and cheesy response we have to get somebody you know a fantastic looking dude uh in, in the profile picture but i want him to be a fucking creep that's the thing yeah well yeah. not not 100 percent creep he's got to still be a, but, well, that's but an intelligent pickup line but still like definitely to the inviting point. of douchiness yes uh, well I, I, that's I, what i want i don't want it to be like steve like a good guy going hey i'm a good guy and i hang out yeah. with my friends and no 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 no, no. I, I, I i mean pick pick some douchey like 20 some cuz i want to get like a 20 some year old picture like a young <laughs> douchey douchey picture of somebody who is so that you can you can uh, uh, um, you know attack that that age because if you start yes. getting the older women they're just going to be like yes you know hello how are you you know I'm going to solicit some of the uh, the older women I know too in, in their 40s plus to see if they'll play the game okay you know I, I I'm I'm really curious because I think they'll still get the college guys you know I want to use your thighs as headphones I'm pretty sure that's still going to happen no matter what so probably. Any port in a storm. All right. Thank you for that, uh, Agent Mousey. Uh, Agent Mouse, good job. Good job. Uh, we expect more reports from you very soon. Yes. Uh, and so- I'd like to know if you've ever responded. Re- yeah. Responded positively and acted on this. Well, the fact that she responded back to the the cheesy pickup lines with her own, you know, maybe that was just like, how many of these can I actually get through, you know, before I say, fuck, this is stupid. So, yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe she's got the hookup. You never know. Uh, somebody didn't get to last week, um, our boy Barback Bill, he's got a Chicago story for you. I wanted your opinion on this. Okay. Uh, two weeks ago, it was really snowy in Chicago. Okay. Unwritten rules of Chicago society, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this, even though you never lived downtown. If it snows outside and you shovel a spot, uh, traditionally, that's your spot, and most people put lawn furniture out there to designate, like, this is my shit. Don't fucking park here. And it's not something that's legally binding by any means, sure. but it's happened for years. I mean, I've seen it plenty of times. <laughs> so, no fault of Bill's. This, this is a culture that's been created. Yeah, Bill, Bill uh, didn't do anything wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he found a spot, shoveled, clean spot. Uh, there's no uh, sticker you need to park in this particular area. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. So parks in the spot. 
comes back to his car. Guy smashed his rearview mirror and apparently sliced, sliced his tire because he tried to drive away and he had a flat okay. a few minutes later, including a note. Mm-hmm. A note put on the windshield. If you ever park in my spot again, I'll fucking kill you. He put the note on Facebook, too. Okay. So he was late for work that day. Uh, <laughs> okay. So um, I told the story to a few uh, people that lived downtown. Like, yeah. they actually had spots, and they were like, eh. <laughs> they had no sympathy for him whatsoever. Well, how do you like, know? Let me ask you something. Yeah. How do you know whose spot that is? Maybe it was a car parked there. Absolutely. And yeah. it snowed, and the car pulled away, and there was no snow because just, the car oh, was there. The guy's a complete dick, whoever fucking did it. I mean. You know what? I would sit there and I would go back yeah. to that spot. I told him to file a police report, dude. I would. Yeah. I would go back to the spot. And when the car's parked there, I would see what car parks there consistently. And I would take a fucking dump on his windshield. <laughs> and then I would spell it out in poo. I park where I want. Bring it, stud. <laughs> there you go, Bill. We talked. I mean, I, I was supposed to bring this up last week. I know it's a little bit far away because it's not even that snowy out right now. The re- but, well, the reactions yeah. of people, though, are, are re- I, I remember there was a point when I was pulling out onto a, like a busier street from a side street. All right. And I eased the front of my car out. And there was a car. All of a sudden, there was a car coming over the hill. All right. And I had plenty of time to put it in reverse and just back up. Like, literally, I was like a foot out into the intersection, backed it up. Wasn't close. The person didn't have to slow down, brake, swerve, nothing. Drives by and gives me the finger, this woman. <laughs> so I went, fuck this. And I, when I turned, I was right behind her. And I'm, I followed. You got road her. rage. Well, I know I was going the same direction. Oh, okay. But she okay. ended up turning into a parking lot. So I turned in <laughs> and I, I rolled down my window and I go, and I was, I was probably like 20. Six twenty-seven, and I said, to her, "I'm like, you got a fucking problem." And she goes, "No, you do, little boy." And she was obviously younger than me, which made me laugh because she called me little boy. She was talking about your penis. I know. And <laughs> she goes, "I go, I think that you probably shouldn't be giving people the finger as you're just some woman driving alone." Oh, and Jesus! I. <laughs> Call the police. I I think it's stupid. And she goes, I have a kid in the car. You should be shot for almost pulling out. I go. That's an extreme. That's exactly my point is. I'm like, really? So for me easing out to see around the tree, I should be shot. I really am happy. Because you have a kid. Okay. That was my my point was how (laughs) freaking crazy is this person to say you should be shot because I have a kid in the car. So you get killed for parking in somebody's snowy spot. You get killed for, you know, obviously peeking around a tree. Around a tree. Uh, okay. I, I, I completely forgot about this. Last week, it was like Monday, and we just posted a new show. You should be shocked for that. I had to go to Walmart to get some ink uh, for my printer. And I have like one goal. Go in Walmart, get ink. So I'm walking through the aisles. And there's these two women in front of me that are basically taking up the entire aisle. Mm. One's an uh, older woman, and she has a baby stroller, mm. okay? A uh, kid in there is not a baby. It's probably like two, okay. I guess. The girl to the left of her is um, a little heavier set, 
and this is relevant to the story because I just want you to visualize the look. So I'm assuming okay, an older this is lady in a fat chair. older lady, and a, a, but she's wearing like not yoga pants, but they're these really tight pants with all the patterns over them. So they're basically like people you see at Walmart pictures yeah. that post. She's on the wearing internet. someone else's much smaller pants. Yes, exactly. Okay. So th- I am walking to the left side by the girl with the the crazy looking pants on that don't fit her, and I say. Oh, excuse me. And I'm just walking a little bit quicker because I'm going to get to the ink. Oh, did the game start? Ooh. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, and she goes, oh, cool. That's the conversation we had. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get about five more steps. The woman pushing the stroller with the kid, she goes, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And so now I'm like, is she? talking to me right 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 right. and i turn around you're that much of a fucking hurry there's a kid here <laughs> i i didn't know what to say i had no response i just kind of went what like do you understand the irony of what you like now you're cursing in front of your child right, right, you know right. and i was just like hmm. and i just turned around and continued on my way i, I didn't know how to respond to what, because you did what you you i said excuse me <laughs> Because I was walking faster than them. So I just, oh, excuse me. Oh, cool. And that's all she said to me. But this woman got so upset. And I didn't even walk on her side by the, the child, which made no sense why she was so upset. I didn't like bump into the stroller or anything like that. But that's people, man. I, I have to be on one of those moving sidewalks at the airport where <sighs> it actually said, stand to the right, walk to the left. <laughs> Midway. So these two women were on the right and I was walking. And I walked right past him, didn't brush up against him, didn't, you know. Well, some people are in big fucking hurry. <laughs> yes, I am. It's in an airport. Actually, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to catch a plane. Some of, people are really fucking lazy. Of all the people you would, or all the places you'd rush through, an airport's typically one of them. So, yeah, uh, fucking people. Uh, there's a fucking child here. All right. Um, that brings me up to. Sorry, the show is so scattered today. But, <laughs> eh, fuck it. Fuck it. I got the book here. Uh, Dork County, which is the name of my comic strip I've been making for several, several years. 1989, I've been drawing this thing. Uh, presents Lukeisms and other witty proverbs. Last and when was this written? Uh, this was written, it's got to be 99 and 2000. <laughs> it just judged by the, uh, before the Twin Towers fell. Um, uh did you break wind, or was it a dog? Probably Ooh, a dog. One of you guys got a you're, right you're one trapped between Oh, them. shit. Um, probably dropped ass. Okay, so I teased in the last show that I had uh, thought Luke had always said funny shit, and so I started writing them down. And uh, unfortunately, this is all that's left of the shit that I wrote down. I have 51 quotes here, not all Luke. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. I don't, uh, so we, I don't think I've ever said 51 We remember, sentences. like... Shit, it's good to have this stuff because we didn't record this stuff back in the day. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Lukeisms and other witty proverbs. I don't even know if I'm using that English properly. Um, a compilation by Nick Prohl, originated by Luke Passel. Disclaimer contains naughty language. So, okay. All right. I'm very curious since I probably have not seen this since so, you wrote it. I wrote this in summer 99, 2000. Lukeisms are a basic guide to a typical lifestyle. <laughs> They can be interpreted any way one wishes and are a foundation for our common lifestyle going into the 21st century. Wow. So enjoy them and learn something. 
contains profanity. Okay. You two warnings about them. All right. This is all I'm gonna I'm gonna quote some of your they're not do all these, but um this is a classic. This is this all stems from our uh our entire show. It's the first quote in the book. If someone tells you nice penis, thank them. <laughs> This is also Luke. It's not statutory rape if the girl is hot. <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly. I don't know what that. circumstances I would ever that say that. That was under. the Jonah situation where he was making out with a girl that was under eighteen. Oh, was 18 okay. And she was like sixteen. Okay, he was eighteen. Okay, so I'm glad I wasn't like making it like oh. a reference to like a forty year old to date a twelve year old. That would have, that would really bother me. I remember you even saying that because we were all giving him shit, and you're like, "What? She's fucking hot." It's not statutory. Yeah, she was like girl. 16. He was like eight. Okay, she, so I She was that. very pretty. Yeah, I, she whatever was. Whatever happened to her? I don't know. Mm, fuck it. Look her up. Face. Once you make out with Joni, your life's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to set the foundation for this one. We had our buddy Steve Posegay. Um... He was uh, basically the DJ at all of our after parties at Lewis University. We had these great cast parties after a show would open. They were always a blast. Or was it after the last show, I think it was, the cast party? What? The, the preview party? Is it a preview party? No, I it's it. preview. It's always after it's always, the preview uh, show. Um, so anyway, we get drunk. Uh, and Steve had three books of those CD binders. Right. Those huge ones. I mean... The amount of money at a CD back then in 1999 was like 15 bucks a disc. Right. And he had three full ones. You're talking at least 100 sleeves for each of these things. Right. So just the amount of the money was ridiculous. So he's he's DJing on the patio. Uh, this is back when we did a preview party outside. All three of his CD books were stolen. Somebody took them. So you're talking like a couple grand, three, four, five thousand dollars of CDs gone in one instant. And CDs were a big deal back then. There was no MP3s. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Oh, so he was. Who took him? Do you know? No, no clue to this day. Like that. Talk about of all the scummy things yeah, because it's dudes, all friends. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who could have possibly that's taken pretty these fucking things? low. I don't think it was a friend though. Maybe it was somebody that because we were outside, so mm. maybe it was a college student that was walking around and just saw shit laying there on a table and yeah, like, fuck it. So. Um, he's pissed, obviously mm. pissed, mm. uh, and is storming around the campus, just screaming, fuck that, you know, as Posegate did, he got pretty angry. Everything was 100% over the top. So our good friend, Nicole, who is also part of the right, foundation of this, this show, now. Uh, the, uh, Nicole, you know, the, I'm not saying Greg's dirty, but Nicole's going to get a disease. Um, she is comforting Steve. Yeah. And Steve breaks down right around the Flyer's Den, which is this little um, food eatery place that we had. He, he breaks down and he falls to his knees and he's starting to cry because he's drunk and angry. Yeah. And he's just laying on the ground at Lewis University. And Steve's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably like 300, at the, two, 275, 300. No, he, he's a, he, he's he a big breaks, boy. He breaks three. He's, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. So, I mean, picture Chris Farley just laying on the ground. That's yeah. probably the best description for it. So Nicole, in all of her you know, sensitivity, lays on him um, and is hugs him. hugging, from hugging him. From behind. Yes, from behind. So you know, her chest is on his back. Luke happens to be right next to the scene, and Steve is crying, and Nicole is laying on top of him, and she's trying to comfort him. You know what you're doing, Steve? Look at you. You have Nicole laying on your back. I'd pay good money to have Nicole's tits on my back. 
so I still remember standing there, seeing this dude laying on the ground. And his la- his crying turns into laughter, and he's laughing, <laughs> and you can see Nicole visibly shaking. Yeah, I remember back. that. It looked like our little ride that she was on, like <laughs> one of those one of those things in front of the grocery store that you put a quarter in, like the rocket ship, but it just rocks back and forth. So that's that's one of my all time favorites. And she <laughs> she starts laughing, and everyone around her is like ah, and it was completely forgot, like. He completely forgot about the CDs the rest of the night. See, you brought people together that night, man. I make happiness. Um, number four, Roger Ebert is a slap dick. <laughs> Still to this day. I could have said that yesterday. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Ah, these aren't funny. <laughs> Are you, I See, now I'm trying to wonder who you're talking about. This is right around the same time, and you were yelling at some girl at a party. And you say, that guy's a schlep. How could you make out with a schlep? Who? I have no, no idea. No idea? None. I just like the word schlep. I know. It's not used very often. So I, I, I have no recollection of ever saying that. <laughs> Give me a massage, Luke Pascoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty standard. <laughs> Goddamn Servius, Luke Pascoe. Apparently, it's the Cubs, Cubs pitcher, right? Servius? How do you spell it? S E R V I. I don't even know if I spelled it right. Servius? Servius? Uh, I don't know. You said it a lot. <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> this is another quote from you. My mom made me eat dinner before I had ice cream. I'm a grown man now, damn it. Give me some ice cream. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> what is that from? Uh, I was out with. <laughs> I know Casey was with me. And there was a couple other people, and I didn't want to, we were. She wanted something to eat, and I didn't. I just I had eaten already or something, and I I ordered ice cream, and the guy's like, "You want you just want ice cream? Do you want it now?" And I said, "Yeah, I want my ice cream for my dinner." And he's like, "You want it with the food?" And I said, <laughs> "And I that's when I said that." I'm like, "God damn it!" Uh, it was loud too. It was really great. Um, okay, this is to Claudia. Remember Claudia? Yeah, oh yeah, uh, Claudia. You said this to Claudia. I have excellent staying power for a white man. So <laughs> I don't remember saying that. But I'm sure Claudia found it funny. Yes, I'm sure she did, man. Claudia um, had a good sense of humor. <laughs> All right, another preview night. <laughs> I think the song Wonderwall is playing by Oasis. And you say, I like Oasis, but I'm not going to sing them like some jackass. So apparently a couple of us were... No, that was your neighbor that kept singing it. Was it our neighbor? Your neighbor kept singing Fucking it. Fucking A! But we were probably coming home from the theater. I don't know. It was... I don't know. It was... I remember him constantly singing that. I'm like, they're fine, but fuck, dude. <laughs> he thought they were like the best band ever. Uh, okay. You're such a dork, Luke P. You're such a nerd, Luke P. <laughs> she looks most pleasurable, Luke P. He still says that to this day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a wet crotch, Casey Alltop. <laughs> um let's see we put knife penis in here brendan oprazetic yeah knife penis let's see this is a conversation between casey alltop and john garza uh casey is the uh, person uh, that speaks first so this is a conversation they have i was ready in five seconds John goes, so you want a fucking cookie? 
And Casey responds, if you know how to bake. So I don't <laughs> I have no context, but <laughs> if you know how to bake. In case he listens to the show, I thought that quote was great. Fuck all you. I love it. And all give right. us the context, Catherine. <laughs> Luke Pascal. You know what? You just have to stick it in. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure I'm talking about sex, but I don't know. I fuck. I don't know. I, so I don't know if you had a crush on this chick. This is you again. Ooh, Ali McBeal. I'd break Ali McBeal in half. <laughs> I think that's because she was so skinny. <laughs> uh, this is from Steve Posgay, and I still remember this. I say a lot of fucking phrases. Why am I not in the fucking book, Steve Posgay? <laughs> And that gets him into the book. That's uh, okay, now you got in. There you go. All right. So this one's got some backstory to it. Um, I actually told this story to uh, Jake, Jeremy, and, and Steve yesterday. I'm surprised they never heard it. And we were talking about old times in college. And they were saying that um, there's not too much that I had to be embarrassed about back in the day. And I was like, well, the, you guys weren't there my freshman year of college. My freshman year of college... Me and Jonah were getting drunk uh, with my friend uh, Shannon. And they had their friend from another college. I think it was Southern come out. And she was hitting on me and I was hitting on her. And I was like, hey, Jonah, I think this girl likes me. And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, you probably you probably don't want to make out with her. And I was like, no, dude, it's cool. So I go into a dark room and we're like kissing. Nothing serious happens or anything mm. like that. And the next day. I like see her clearly. She is a wildebeest of a girl. Mm -hmm. She's just not a pretty girl. Mm -hmm. And so they called her troll. And okay. so I, my nickname for the that was very nice of them. first semester, second semester of college was Nick troll. It was a thing that they said a lot. So, yeah. um, and I was like, man, I got to stop making out with just like creepy people because drunkness, you know, yeah, prompts you in the wrong direction. Standards go way down. So you must've seen this girl. Oh, this is my quote. Okay. This is from you. You know what? I bet I could stick my cock between the troll's teeth and still have enough room for Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> she had very poor teeth. That's uh, fucking mean, dude. <laughs> Holy fuck. I don't even I don't even remember saying that. I don't even remember the who you called the troll. Uh, yeah, she well, here's the here's the funny uh PS to this story. Um two years later, we happened to be partying with that girl Shannon again. And she goes, hey, my friend such and such is back in town. And I was like, oh, Lord, you know, mm -hmm. like, that's the girl I made out with. She comes to the dorm room and everyone's waving. I don't think she remembered me at all because we're both drunk and make out. Extremely hot. She must have work done. Teeth mm -hmm. were fixed. You know, like, what the fuck happened? You know, mm -hmm. so I actually stopped getting called Nick Troll after that. You're like, yeah, you made out with her. Yeah, just the way she looks now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice of her to fix herself up yes, to yeah. help you. <laughs> From Keith White, the director of theater at Lewis University. Uh, we had a conversation with him regarding the show. I don't know what show it was, but this is a response. Fuck the show. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been Joseph. That, that is the director that of That might theater. have been Joseph, because yeah. I know he was frustrated with it. <laughs> Fuck the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is from my friend Laura. All right. And it's not too often where you hear a girl saying like, oh, he'd get it, you know, something like that. Uh, if he was here right now, 
uh, I'd have to bend hunchback and let him go medieval. I was like, that was really proud of him, uh, proud of her to say something so dirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wonder who she was talking about. I'd have to bend hunchback and let him go medieval. I, the, the visual is just awesome. I don't know what Laura looks like. I can't. <laughs> Laura's very pretty, so it, it, it worked Laura. for everybody. Okay. All right. You already said you were making fun of me. This is a, from you again. Nick, can I write pussy on your forehead now? Or should I just wait till you fuck up again? <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, it fits. I was smart. <laughs> this is from Jill, our co-host from a couple episodes ago, talking to somebody that had just smoked pot. Are you fucked up? You're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is you again. This is this is this is bringing out the Bill Cosby in you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You're a vile human being. I don't even know what reference I would say that There's in. There's no context. It's just in the book, man. I, 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 <laughs> fuck, man. I don't even. I... <laughs> you say these things thinking they're funny, and then when someone reads them to you 20 years later, you're <laughs> like, you're like, oh my god. The show is for us, Luke. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I'd horse the girl rotten, Luke Pascal. It's the first time I ever heard that phrase. I've heard it said many times now, but uh, that's that's you. What rotten? Or I'd, horse? I'd horse that girl rotten. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> it's just a great combination of words. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is from my buddy Rich. That guy thinks he's the shit. I think he's the shit too. A big piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Rich. All right, Luke, this is the last quote in the book, man. Last one that we have until we start writing these down again. No, you aren't forgiven. You've damaged all respect I had for you, loser. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, man. You can keep these if you want. It's pretty sweet, right? I remember the context of two of those. Okay. So... (laughs) (laughs) All right, shit, dude. Wow. All right. Well, that doesn't make me real proud sometimes. All right, we're going to go right to Dr. Luke. We don't care about these other ones. Okay. All right. Yeah, because we're already an hour in. All right, Dr. Luke. Yes, sir. Get your diploma out, brother. Diploma on the wall. All right. Got three great questions okay. from the interweb. Uh, number one, Dr. Luke, this is more of a conundrum question. I found out my dad is cheating on my mom. What do I do, Dr. Luke? Fucked up. What's your inheritance look like with your dad? (laughs) You know, and I saw uh, variations of this question. I found out that my buddy is cheating on his girlfriend. You know, like you guys are are bros. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. I think this one's a lot more severe. Bros before hoes. (laughs) But... um, No, you go to your dad and you say, you tell her or I will. I think that's pretty much the the only thing you can do, right? I mean, um, well, you can go to and say break it off, and you know he won't. You play the, the yeah, but the silent card never works. The cheaters, no. the cheaters. Yeah. No, well, it depends. A lot of it depends on what your relationship with your if your father is like your hero and he disappoints you like that. But if you think your dad's a piece of shit, I'd fucking call him out. You know, it it, it many levels, but essentially, your mother deserves to know. If you hate your mom, then fuck her. But. Um, <laughs> Your 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 mother deserves to know if you have any respect for her. I agree, man, one hundred percent. So, hey, dude, tell the dad 
you know, he can't be doing that. That one's, you know, a little fucked up. What about the uh, the bros? And now let's let's bros say before host. Let's say it's your buddy. Okay. And he's cheating on his girlfriend. This girlfriend happens to also be a very good friend of yours as well. Mm. So you all grew up mm. together and all that other shit. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Mm. That's a toughie, right? I offer you the. I got done dealing blackjack, and, and someone's taking my place. Clap my hands, show them, and leave the table. <laughs> Stay the fucking far away from that as possible. Because when it's two friends, it's you. You just don't wanna. Don't even get you get, practice these words. Don't even bring me into it. Yeah, it, it, that's a rough one right there. And I've seen this happen too. Like I've lived this experience, so it's there's no good way to do that shit. And anybody that tells you otherwise is wrong because most likely you're going to lose a friend in this scenario mm-hmm. no matter what you do, regardless of how long you've been buddies. And generally the person cheating, I would just take the other person's side then. Yeah. Because yeah. if I'm going to lose one or the other, I'm going to – but then that person's mad because you say, hey, I didn't know. I didn't – you know, whatever. It's – that person's a dick for putting you into it. Absolutely. And if someone's cheating – Well, it is in the scenario you kind of find out. So well, you just keep the silent card then. How do I find out? Oh, you, maybe you saw your buddy at fucking a restaurant with another girl. I might take the guy. I might take the guy aside and be like, "The fuck are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've, uh, I've actually talked to buddies and said, "Dude, don't do that anymore." You know that kind of shit. But I never told the girl, and I always, always kind of felt bad about it. I mean, none of these girls were my like good friends. But well, if you if the girl's not your friend, it's bros before hoes. <laughs> There's a standing rule. The guy code is standing. Yeah. But you still tell the guy to fucking knock it off, right? Depends on what you think of the girl. <laughs> if she's a bitch, fuck her. She's a harpy. <laughs> she's all kinds of crazy, man. So there yeah, you go. You There's know, Dr. She's, Luke's she's advice. she's not a nice, nice person, fuck her. <laughs> all right, Luke. This is the, I want your official doctor opinion. I, you said, uh, call, don't call me Luke. Uh, sorry, Dr. Luke. Yeah. Can I be addicted to sex? You know, these, uh, these guys saying they're addicted to sex, they can't do anything about it. Is, do you think no. you can be addicted to no. sex? Yeah, it's an oxymoron. Because if you're a guy, generally you are. I'm addicted to food. <laughs> you know, these fucking guys that like look at porn or send pictures of their dicks to people online and then go, like Anthony oh, Weiner. I have a, uh, yeah, oh, I have an addiction. No, you don't. <laughs> you're just a fucking you weirdo. You have a dick. That's about you're it. You're a pervert. That's all. You're not going to get cured of it. I mean, people. there are people that are addicted to sex, and those are people that just constantly are... Oh, nymphomaniacs, like they're rubbing yeah, themselves raw. There's something There's mentally, nymphomaniacs. Yeah, there's, there's, that's a little but bit your different. But sex, you don't have a sex addiction because you took a picture of yourself and your fucking jockeys and tweeted them. You're, then, <laughs> you're just a dipshit for that. No. Uh, Are you asking me if I give you permission to be addicted to sex? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, knock yourself whatever, out. Whatever if you're a woman you, addicted buddy. to sex, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> All right, and I really this, this is the last question, and uh, we actually had this lengthy discussion last night. Um, and I really want you to kind of let it swirl before you give a quick answer, because right? there's a quick answer to this. I asked Jared, Jeremy, and Steve the same question, and I let them swirl it around a little bit, and I got some very heartfelt responses. Okay, as a guy, mm-hmm. do you believe that it is accomplishment an accomplishment? To sleep with a stripper, and the in the uh, the way you look at you like, oh, I slept with a stripper. Is that an accomplishment in your in your uh, medical opinion? 
amongst guys? Yes and no. I said the exact same thing. Let me That's explain. That's crazy. All right, let's hear what you got. If you sleep with the stripper that's at the party, that's an accomplishment because <laughs> she went in there. She went in there all business, and you worked her out of that business mode and into into. I have been. I went through three parties tonight and stripped for 150 guys total, and you are the one I've picked out. Okay, that's an accomplishment. Okay, it also falls in with bringing home a Hooters waitress or something like that. All right. Um. If you just like hook up with the stripper, no, she's a whore. She's a stripper. I gave the exact same response. It's like we're we're dead you think on. you went to medical school? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I must have studied at the same. Now I don't like if if it happened to me, I wouldn't like be. Well, that's the, that's so that you know. It's not like you that. To, it's not an accomplishment in the sense of you, you put it on your resume, <laughs> but it's an you know it's an accomplishment in the sense of. You know, she probably got hit on 50 times that night and yeah. she chose you. So well, there's something. I, I put it in the vein of uh, being at the strip club because, like, if a guy's at a strip club and for some reason of the thousand dudes that showed up that night, yeah, you know, the entire night, and she's like, wow, you've seduced me mm-hmm. and you know, you didn't have to pay any money for it. Like, that's that's amazing. I went home with the stripper on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Did you get your money back? <laughs> no, they don't let you kill the stripper. Oh, what is this country coming to? I know. They let you kill the hookers, but not the stripper for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Jared immediately is like, yeah, that's an accomplishment. He was, he was, he's like, 100% that's an accomplishment. And, but after uh, the context of everybody's scenario, we mm-hmm. all came to the same agreement. Like, Jeremy and Steve immediately is like, no, that's not an accomplishment. It's not, it's like any other girl. So, I mean, what if she works at Starbucks? Big difference is she grinds your crotch, and the other one she grinds your coffee beans, and it's the same shit. You take her home; it's awesome. Yeah, and it's not an accomplishment unless you're doing the the, the scenario you have. Yeah, you know. So, all right, and because we've we've uh, we've heard a couple guys that were flaunting the fact that they slept with a stripper, and I was like, well, what was the scenario you slept with her at? And that's how the whole context of the question came up. Yeah, my my roommate out in California, there worked at a very high end liquor <laughs> store, and. Many famous people would come in, and because we lived in the valley, All right. uh, there were a couple porn stars that would come in. And the one he got to know, like she told him his real name, her real name, and she lived right down the street. And he actually went back to her place one night and c- could have slept with her. And I told him he was a dipshit for, you know, he's single. And I'm like, dude, it's a porn star. You, that's a story you can tell. But she, he went back to her place, and, like, he basically left. I and, think it would be fascinating to talk to one. Like, seriously, like, just to see... The interest of it? Yeah, like, I mean... I actually, back when... And it's not a... It's not a... a, a you know, a porn star or a hooker or anything like that, but it was a... You get solicited by the uh, the phone sex people. Mm-hmm. They'd send you, you know, hey, you know, click on my link here and da-da-da-da-da. And back when I was screenwriting, I actually... Uh, messaged one that, and I said, I don't know if you even see this message, but I'm considering writing a screenplay. I want to, and I gave her the premise, and it was sort of a phone sex girl that gets stalked by one of her people. That one of her I, regulars. I, I honestly think what's his face, uh, uh, Spike Lee made that movie. It was Girl Six. It's basically the same plot. Okay, yeah. Well, it was it was a thought that I and the girl responded. 
And she and I said, I'm looking for some background, basically. I'd like to know, you know, the ins and outs and do you know, what you do, yeah, what's real, what's not. She's like, Here's my phone number. Like her real number. And I called her and I talked to her for like an hour and I took a bunch of notes and asked her a bunch of different questions and like, you know, do you date? You know, how normal is your life outside of this? Like, would you consider yourself a normal, you know, and she kind of told me I do this and this and I have a boyfriend and, you know, this and I'd be like, do you have, you know, do you ever get turned on? And she'd be like, occasionally you do, but usually I would just put some hand lotion in my hand and smack it to make the sound like I was playing with myself. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's breaking the fourth wall, everybody. Yeah. And I said, what about your picture? Do you, you know, and they use, they buy pictures of, you know, like prettier. And she's like, here's my real picture. And she wasn't ugly, but she, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, she yeah. wasn't going to attract any, you know, oh, God, I got to jerk off to your voice. She's not winning any awards. Right. So. so, but it was, you know, it was, it was interesting. I, I, I just think it's fascinating sometimes how people even get in that business. So, yeah. yeah. Shit, dude. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to splice this audio, uh, in toward the beginning of our episode. Uh, Agent Mouse just texted me oh. with another Tinder note, which is great. Uh, this is her text message to me. She said she forgot about this one. She didn't respond to one thing he said, but he kept going. Okay. Okay. This is from our boy, Rob. Rob sends. Is this Jill's husband, Rob? <laughs> it is. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure. Jill, just so you know. This is what Rob See does Dr. in his time. Bros before hoes. <laughs> um, Rob first sends a uh, smiley face with a kiss. Blown a heart. Aww. Rob sends, you turn me on like a lot. Rob's very good with his words. Oh, and it's all spelled wrong, which you like use short. Uh, Rob writes, we should fucking hang. Fucking spelled F-K-N. Yeah. Which is abbreviated. Yeah. The only thing that would have made that line worse is if instead of hang, he put kick it. <laughs> All right. This is when Rob lets the uh, the freak flag fly. If okay. I just want to give you a knee-shivering orgasm. Waves and waves of pleasure shivering down your spine as you almost black out from how intense I make you come. No response. January 16th, 2015. From Rob. Hey. <laughs> Rob decided to <laughs> dial it back a little bit. He dialed it back. Like she's going to respond now. Oh, you're normal now. Hey. <laughs> God damn. That's so fucking funny. I shit you not, dude. Just just look at the... You can see the picture from here. Like, oh, fuck. I can't... It's... That's after so... all that filth. After all that fucking filth. He just... Hey. Hey. You see, look, it's another date. Hey. hey. <laughs> Let me, Let me see. Hey, hey, you know, just wanted to talk to you about that. Earth. And that's his picture right there? I guess so, yeah. Well, okay. that's a screen cap of uh, what you sent me, so. Oh, God, help me. That's fucking funny. Uh, I'm going to leave this in this part of the episode. Fuck it. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's great. That's so funny. <laughs> that's that's Tinder, ladies and gentlemen. And apparently there's a gay version called Grinder. I guess. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Somebody told me about this shit, and I... It's for gay men, and that one's even more of a hookup site. So your your theory about any gay man can get laid? That one's a little bit more. That's not theory. That's fact. <laughs> that's not proven. Well, I got other things too, but we've been talking forever. Um, I was gonna do a Jonah story of the week, but I think it's more appropriate. 
to tell my 36 story because this is uh, the 36th episode. I have uh, frequently put the number 36 on all my shit, like jerseys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's your number. It's become my number. Uh, the reason it's my number, besides eight, obviously, because of my birthday, is um, I was in a drinking contest with a girl named Liz Wodecki. She's a childhood friend, great girl. And back uh, during the days in Bellwood, we used to have big house parties. And Liz found out that I liked drinking vodka. I okay. was very fond of it. Liz is also a very prominent drinker. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I can drink your fucking ass under the table. And far be it for me to be upstaged by some skinny girl. You right. know, I'm going to fucking drink you under the table. Right. As any stupid, I think I was 18, 19. I don't even know how old it was. It was really young. So we start drinking uh, absolute shots, shot for shot. Jesus Christ. Uh, so I think the shots were spread out by like five minutes a piece or something like that. Okay. So somebody put like a little timer down. Uh, we had spent money to get the absolute. We, uh, we had easy access to liquor back then. I'll get into another story about how we got such easy access to liquor as minors, but, um, we're doing shot for shot. Both of us get to 18. Ugh, okay. I am, I'm blasted. All really? right. It's, you think? it's it's there's this you know it's almost lights out. It's emergency room. So she, <laughs> she proceeds from unbeknownst to me. She proceeds, and I love that word unbeknownst. She goes outside. Uh, we we uh, it's a detached garage. She goes out into the alley behind the garage and proceeds to puke her guts out. Okay. Um. So this is my version of the story. After this, uh, apparently. What happens is that she tells somebody that she doesn't want to lose the competition. Okay. And she wants to go back in there and keep drinking. So they start pouring her water to my vodka. Nice. And so we get to like 20. And I'm like, fuck this chick. God damn it. You know, like, she's just killing me. I can't do this anymore. Get to like 25. And she's sitting there smiling. She's starting to come down. And I'm like, you got to so I keep going all the way to 36. Uh-huh. Um, the last thing I remember is talking to my buddy Rich's mom in the kitchen. And um, <laughs> they had a counter that sits to your right uh, by a sink and everything like that. And I see her walk into the kitchen and I'm trying to pretend I'm sober. Like she doesn't know that right, I'm blitzkrieged right. out of my ass. And I can't stand, so I decide I'm going to lean on the counter so I can have a conversation with this woman. Mm-hmm. And I put my elbow on the counter, only I'm about three feet away from it. Yeah. And I proceed to fall, hit my head on the counter, and that's the last thing I remember, besides waking up in a bed. You woke up married to Allison and with married, a child. Uh, married to with a child. It was like all a dream sequence. So... um I still remember quite a few people going, I don't know how the fuck you did that. I vomited my guts out for like hours and hours. I probably should have gone to the hospital. Yeah. And all that yeah, stuff. yeah. You think? So this is one of the stupid things that kids do. But at the same time, you know, I uh, I put that number on everything to say never again. It's like my 9-11. <laughs> 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 there's, there's a point where, you know, you've been handed a get out of jail free card, as I like to put it. Like, uh-huh. I survived that. Uh, don't fucking do it again. Don't be stupid. You know, it's okay to get hammered, but man. And so I confronted her on this story, uh, actually last year. 
I was like, you remember the time you tried to kill me, you fucking asshole? And she told me a, a revisionist part of the story. She said she was actually trying to help me, but I don't believe her. Yeah, a fucking you did liar. that for your own good. <laughs> so there's your next story of the week. That's why uh, I like the number 36, and this is episode 36. So good times, nice. man. 36? What? Something like 36? Oh, you boys. Boy, what is that anyway, something like 36? Does that include me? Thirty-seven. I'm thirty-seven. Going to class. Oh my god. Thirty-seven. My girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. I got nothing else. I don't want to tell a Jonah story. I told him Nick's story. <laughs> Did we get a response on the Jonah story about his? Uh... Oh yeah, I saw I saw him a jewel. He's like, I didn't think it was that gross. <laughs> Putting the pacifier that fell on the ground. Oh. He's like, that's the way I clean things, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jonah's actually coming to the house tonight. We're gonna drink some wine because um, I haven't seen him in a while, and it's uh, Martin Luther King Day tomorrow, so he has off. Martin Luther um, the King. So, uh, am I saying this right? You're on uh, honeymoon next week, right? Uh, it's coming up. I don't give exact dates. Um, All right, but I mean, you will not be here next Sunday. If I think so. uh, there will be a point, yes, that I'm All on right. the honeymoon. I'm not going to say how long. Yes. Um, Simply because I, I told Amy about, she posted, oh, you know, countdown. And I said, no, no, no. That's how people get robbed. <laughs> and I'm like, we have someone, we have, you know, someone staying at the house. And God, you know, God forbid someone breaks in and attacks this person because we posted online. I heard some noise. I think somebody's breaking in right now. No, that's that's uh, Lloyd oh. snoring. <laughs> um, so, so, but yes, yeah, so we are going to Punta Cana. Very cool. Uh, coming up here. Um I have not been on a real vacation, and I consider a real vacation like is it, longer is it, than uh, three days. All inclusive. It's all inclusive. Oh, There's a water slide too. Sweet. Uh, on uh, at the park, we have a. Uh, we, we they offered us a swim up room, which I think is stupid. We are we we chose the ocean view. Swim so room, you get a lot of chlorine smell in your room, so you know. Well, want I wanted that, the yeah. ocean view because I said you know hopefully we can watch like a sunset or something out Sounds of our amazing. off our balcony and. Um. Ten restaurants. They have a ice cream bar, which Amy mm. loves ice cream. You want to um, give the name of the place? Uh, it's called the Royalton. Nice. It's only been open for two years. I've heard of it actually. Um, so. It's supposed to be like four star, four and a half stars. Oh man, you guys are um, gonna have a blast. So yeah, I have not been on a vaca- real vacation in a long, long, long time. While you are gone, I think a certain sloth. Uh, is going to help me co-host, uh, give an episode in, and um, we'll Post also game? have <laughs> we'll also have a uh, uh, Steve Barta and Jared Sampson. They would like to record as well. So we we'll have a few new guest stars in the next episode oh. if everything works. Well, who's out. going to when I, out of these people? Who is the conservative mind? I think we're going to talk about drinking a lot. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we'll talk know, about Mitt and, Romney coming back into and, the fold. You and Jonah will sit there try to solve <clears throat> world hunger. That's true. We will. <laughs> Date uh, get Rachel Maddow on the show. Yeah, you guys will have uh, Ariana <laughs> Huffington here and uh, Bill Maher. Is what? Um, besides those, uh, I I have actually been in talks, um, and hopefully this comes to pass. Uh, we we have our you're going to get a disease uh, on SoundCloud, and I have asked other people uh, that are friends of of mine, and Luke knows them as well, um, if they would like to help us continue growing this little format we have uh so i said you know the most thing that we can do is generate content people listen to our show Mm. and obviously we get the biggest hits when we post something new and then there's a little bit of downtime and then it comes back what i want more than anything is to have something revolving so i've actually had people express interest in putting their own podcast up under the you're going to get disease channel basically so we 
might have a network on our hands, Luke. Wow. An empire, if we could, uh, you know, make it happen. So uh, I encourage anybody out there that's, uh, you know, interested in doing podcasting or anything, put some audio up. Send it to me. Let's see if it's good, and we'll put it up. You know? That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else for you, Dan? No, I, I like to apologize for any comments I made 20 years ago that people find uh, grossly in, offensive. In particular. As uh, I have no idea what context I said most of them under, and uh, Let's see. Uh, mm-hmm. I do not promote. Uh, it's not statutory rape if the girl is hot, I believe. Yeah. Well, now I know the reference of that. I was actually defending a friend, bros before host. Um that's awesome, dude. I, those those are quality. I'm going to leave this here for Amy. So. <laughs> um, definitely uh, go on the internet, support the um that just happened T-shirt drive. Help those guys out. Go to their Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page. You're going to get a disease. Uh, like us. Tell your friends. Tell your wives. Yay. For Luke, this is Nick. Go get a disease, everybody. Later.